This podcast is sponsored by Cetera, makers of Checkmate and Puffer. Trust America's most popular brand of mating disruption as part of your IPM program. Welcome to My Ag Life, where we cover your world in agriculture. This podcast is powered by your top publications in the industry, West Coast Nut, Progressive Crop Consultant, and Organic Farmer Magazines. Here is your host, Jason Scott, publisher and CEO. Hi, welcome to My Ag Life. Today, we're talking with TriCal Diagnostics' Christy Sanchez, PhD, Senior Researcher and Nematologist, and Steve Koike, Director and Plant Pathologist, about TriCal's nematology research program and preventative steps growers can take to minimize future infection. Why don't you give us kind of a title and just a real quick history about yourself? Sure, Jason. Well, a pleasure to be on your show and to work with you again. Um, uh, I come from a university background, as does Christy, as you will find out, but um, uh, got my degrees at the University of California at Davis, and then uh, had a long extension career. I was with the University of California Cooperative Extension for almost 30 years, uh, focused on disease and other issues with uh, coastal vegetable and strawberry crops. And then just recently, and now we're into our third year, uh, we've gone, I've gone commercial, so uh, TriCal built a really nice lab for us in Hollister, and we have a really tremendous staff, and we're doing a lot of diagnostic and practical plant pathology for all sorts of commodities. Uh, and as you'll heard from, hear from Christy, a lot of tree and vine things, as well as the annuals, strawberries, vegetables, uh, anything. So uh, it's been a, a good training, in a sense, a training session in a sense with the university, and I can now bring that experience to uh, an industry setting. Christy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, My name is Christy Sanchez. Um, I pretty much got my master's and PhD at UC Davis. I worked with Ed Caswell Chen, focusing more on uh, soil um, nematode ecology, looking at um, actual snails as harbor pests for plant pathogens. Um, And I got really great experience uh, working with Dr. Becky Westerdahl, who is a California Extension nematologist as my postdoc, where she pretty much taught me all of my tools and skills experience on how to conduct field research, um, how we need to provide more support to growers, especially in regards to management tools. Um, So working with her for a couple of years, and then I was able to kind of go into the industry world, worked at Bayer Biologics uh, to get the taste of what's out there and working on nematicides and looking at what we can provide for growers. And from there, I've been with uh, TriCal and TriCal Diagnostics, I think coming up to two years. And um, it's been a great experience, definitely has been a roller coaster constant, but it's exciting <laughs> where we're doing field trials constantly working on different crops, but most importantly is really providing support to growers. And that's the one thing I definitely have learned at TriCal is we want to provide support and really focus on management. Thank you both for that uh, introduction. Christy, my first question to you is, is tell me about the nematology research program and the work you're doing there. Sure. So at TriCal Diagnostics, we definitely established a nematology program. Um, 
these past couple two years. Um, this is where we wanna, our primary goal is to provide support uh, to growers on their management decisions, as well as help diagnose uh, nematode issues. And this is where we provide support to PCAs, farm advisors, um, growers, where they do see some nematode issues going on in their orchards. And to key to diagnosing, you definitely need to go out and evaluate the field. So I'm always out in the field almost uh, pretty much every day, pretty much. Uh, Steve and I have gone out there a couple times helping growers with certain issues, which has been really nice, and getting to know the growers and definitely being there to um, provide the support they need. Uh, we also uh, utilize best uh, extraction nematode methods to really identify key plant parasitic nematodes, as well as um, calculate the pressure for the field. Um, we also provide support in what different management tools growers can utilize, as well as pre-treatment uh, management with fumigation. A big part of our program, which has really kicked off the past, uh, I'd say, year, year and a half, is really establishing um, some multi-year research field trials uh, throughout the Valley and Northern California, where we're testing on various crops such as um, walnut, almonds, citrus, grape, and peach, where we really want to evaluate the performance of telone and chloropicrin. And this is where we want to determine the efficacy of the fuming amplications. So we're investigating depths, rates, as well as looking at contact nematicide treatments post to provide additional crop protection. And most importantly, looking at these fumigants such as uh, chloropicrin, it's really valuable how we have set up some field trials in certain crops to really look at the performance of chloropicrin because in certain situations, there are townships that do cap out early on telone use. So we wanna make sure we really investigate the performance of chloropicrin to help with nematocyte effects as well as helping um, with growth for the crop. What nematodes should orchard growers be concerned with? When it comes to plant parasitic nematodes, there are several types of key plant parasitic nematodes that do impact uh, in perennial crops. And the most important on wal walnuts and almonds in California, um, there's three. Uh, there's root lesion nematode, ring nematode, and root knot nematode. Um, when it comes to plant parasitic nematodes, they are definitely uh, classified by their feeding lifestyle, and it's really important to understand their feeding lifestyle because you want to be able to collect not just soil, but also the roots where they actually are feeding. Um, root lesion nematode is a migratory endoparasite. It feeds inside the root, so it's able to migrate from one plant cell to another, causing very dark lesions within the cortex root tissue. Ring nematode is a migratory ectoparasite. It lives in soil and feeds on the root tips. So it definitely can feed on that young feeder roots, which are very valuable for young trees. A uh, root knot nematode, as everyone I know is aware of, um, sedentary endoparasite and definitely produces the large galling and swelling on the roots. Uh, the feeding activities of PPNs definitely result in plant root destruction, as well as decreasing water and nutrient stress. The most important thing when it comes to growers for orchards, it's really important to remember that tree roots can definitely live and host nematodes for several years um, after a mature tree has been removed. Therefore, root removal, deep ripping of those roots at the maximum depth is really valuable to make sure there are no presence of nematodes in your orchard. Steve, tell me about Tricale Diagnostics and the work that you're doing there. 
Sure. Um, again, uh, Christian and I both bring uh, university research and other experiences to uh, a private concern here. So uh, TriCal's built a really excellent plant pathology lab for us in Hollister. And we have basically two main emphases, Jason. Uh, first of all, we're really uh, committed to and invested in uh, diagnostics and problem solving. Uh, as you know, from your experience, for growers who have a, such a complex task of growing their crops and dealing with all these issues, whether it's a nutrition, soil, water issues, just production schedules, and then the plant pests and diseases that they face, with all those things involved with growing crop, the fewer questions and uncertainties they face, the better chance they'll have of being successful and profitable. And we're involved with helping to reduce those uncertainties and answer some of those questions, uh, especially when it comes to nematodes, which Christy mentioned, and the plant pathogens, the fungi, bacteria, and viruses that I work with. Uh, these things are not something that a grower can walk out there and right away know what's going on. Uh, it takes some training of professionals like ourselves. It takes a laboratory to extract and find these organisms. And so TriCal Diagnostic is really committed to providing these resources to growers, whether it's a one acre grower of strawberries in uh, coastal California or someone who's got hundreds of thousands of acres of almonds somewhere, we make these services available to help problem solve, test plants and soil samples and provide answers for what might be going on out there. The whole goal is to reduce, again, the questions and uncertainties with some of these, uh, these questions. And then the second part of our uh, activity is similar to Christie's and that is we're involved with research as well. So uh, we're still involved with uh, the things I did when I was with the university. We help evaluate fungicides, uh, try and find new tools for our growers to use to combat plant pathogens. Um, when there are new issues that come about, we help to try and identify the exact fungus or fungus strain even that's behind that. So any type of research and practical work we can do in the field to help our, our growers, our farmers, we're involved with that as well. Uh, and then I'll add real quickly, based on what Christy's told you and your audience, uh, we're very fortunate at TriCal Diagnostics to have Christy on board. You probably know, Jason, that nematology is kind of a tough field. Uh, yeah. It's someone with good training. Uh, it's not a subject that's easily dealt with. And Christy comes to us with really solid background from the university and some industry experience before she came here. And uh, if you look at California and the West Coast and even nationwide, there are not uh, dozens and dozens of really qualified nematologists out there. So kind of a specialized field. Uh, to have Christy on our staff really helps uh, flesh out and broaden the types of services and assistance we can offer to growers. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Steve, before planting trees, why should growers consider sampling and testing their soil? Sure. So Jason, as you know, um, tree and vine crops, and especially the trees we're focused on here uh, with your session, um, this is a long haul, long type of game that the, the growers are involved with. Uh, when they plant trees, they're looking at a long-term investment, uh, not readily changed over a course of many years. In contrast to something like spinach, you plant a crop of spinach and in 30 days you're finished. Uh, now you're talking about years and years of investment and work that goes into that perennial tree crop. So our position, and I think very few people would argue against this, our position is the more information you have going into a farming situation, the better situated you are to know what's going to happen, uh, the possible risks you may face. And in the case of tree crops, 
if you have soil tested before you plant, you have the benefit of knowing what might be in the field there before you plant. And it gives you a little bit of time to decide on what measures to deploy. You can decide whether you want to uh, maybe put off planting and choose a different location, or are there treatments, whether they're fumigation or other treatments or amendments, you can add to that site to increase your chances of success. So just when it comes to tree crops, such a long-term investment, such an expensive investment. And again, the more information you have before you put a single tree into the ground there, uh, the better situated you will be in terms of dealing with things that might come up and just the information. Uh, these days, it's all about information, right, Jason? Uh, the more Absolutely. information you have, the better. And, uh, you know, everybody has a different uh, approach to that. But if I was a grower, I would do the best I can to get all the information before I select a site and put in a perennial crop like trees. Right. Great point. Excellent point. We will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Sutera is proud to introduce the most durable puffer yet. The new design is easier to use and delivers the highest quality pest control pheromone all season long. Trusted on more acres than any other mating disruption aerosol in the world, Sutera's dependable puffer is improving every season. Just like the growers we serve. Choose Sutera, the number one choice of PCAs. And we're back. Welcome back to My Ag Life. Christy, my next question is for you. Do symptoms provide a clear indication of nematode problems? That is a good question. Um, when it comes to diagnosing nematode problems in a field, it can be quite difficult, especially there's no key distinctive diagnostic symptoms above ground. You definitely want to be able to evaluate um, the roots to really determine if you have a nematode issue. Symptoms can vary greatly and may be quite indistinct. Above ground, you can see some water, nutrient stress, and that's where you'll start seeing premature wilting, stunting, and chlorosis. And when it comes to a nematode issue, when a grower goes out to his field, you'll definitely see a patchy distribution. It won't be uniform, so you know there's some certain hot spots, something's going on. But what's very clear and very critical is to collect soil as well as roots from the field to really determine if you have a nematode problem. Nematodes are soil borne below ground. Um, they cause some very distinctive damage to the roots for perennial crops. And this is very key for almonds and walnuts. Um, for nematodes, you can definitely see galling, stunting, root lesions by uh, Pritolinchus vulnus, as well as increase in lateral roots. Um, most importantly, as Steve can say, as Steve can chime in too, is when it comes to nematode feeding, it can definitely provide another entry point for secondary plant pathogens such as bacteria and fungi. And this is really important, especially for ring nematode, which predisposes trees to prunus, especially prunus trees, to bacterial canker. So it's really important to be aware of uh, what symptoms you see below ground, but when you do collect your soil, definitely collect root samples as well. So the lab can definitely provide you analysis of what nematodes are present. So when you, when you prepare, I would say when you prepare a field, um, especially before planting for orchards, as Steve was saying, it's a long-term investment. This is a livelihood for all the growers. You definitely want to do pre-plant soil sampling. You want to have the appropriate treatment as well as the appropriate rootstock selection. For recommending to ensure trees get the best start possible. 
Right. You mentioned sampling. Can you tell us a little bit more as to why diagnostic soil and root sampling is needed? Yes. So for nematodes, they are below ground, soil borne. So to make really key management decisions, you it is very critical to know what specific plant parasitic nematodes you have in your field, as well as the population estimates. For a sound diagnosis, I really follow these four key factors. I look at foliar and root symptoms, and then you wanna talk with the grower and understand more of the field history. This can definitely provide you more valuable clues to identify what nematodes were there on the previous crop. Was the previous crop susceptible? Is the new crop gonna be susceptible to the nematodes that were present? And most importantly, when you collect your soil and roots to confirm the presence of uh, plant parasitic nematodes, as well as the pressure, that's where you submit your samples to Trichal Diagnostics um, Laboratory to get a real full analysis of what's going on in your field. Steve, are soil analysis tests pretty easy and straightforward to do? That's a, a great question, Jason. And again, uh, Christy has a lot of experience and insight into this as well, so she might want to comment. But actually, uh, no. Uh, testing soil is very challenging. Uh, and there's a couple of aspects to that. And it starts at the beginning with the grower or the farmer or the PCA, uh, the person collecting the sample. The biggest challenge or one of the biggest challenges we feel about soil is, is the sample that's being submitted to a lab, whether it's us or anyone else, is the sample representative of the situation in that field? And there's a lot that goes into that question, Jason. Um, you know, you're usually not talking about a backyard uh, situation where you've got you know, uh, 50 square feet of vegetable right. uh, territory to sample. There, you can take a very good sample because it's small, contained, you can collect sample there that will be representative and will be a good reflection on what might be there in terms of nematodes and plant pathogens. But you expand that to a, an almond grower or a walnut grower or a grape vineyard, uh, where you're talking about 50, 100, hundreds of acres it's hard to pull a, a soil sample that's representative of what's there. So uh, it's challenging. So the grower, the PCA has to give some thought, careful thought and uh, put some strategy into how that's collected. Uh, first of all, you know, not too many acres. If, if someone pulls one soil sample from hundred acres, uh, we'll tell that person right away, that's not representative. We'll, we'll test it for you, but it may not be a reflection of what really is there facing you. Um, secondly, uh, the variability in soil. Uh, you may do a very good sample in this 10 acre piece in the north, but uh, if you go to the south end, the population, the numbers of the pathogens or nematodes can be quite different. So how do you as a grower or as a PCA, how do you sample a region to reflect the differences in population? So that, you know, takes some thought. You have to think about replications, uh, the number of samples per unit area, uh, for the area you're sampling, how many subsamples? What, one way to get around the variability is a lot of subsamples. And what I mean by that, Jason, is that you go out with your shovel or scoop or whatever, and you collect one scoop of soil. That's one scoop. What's advisable for a large area is you collect 50, 60 or more scoops, a lot of scoops uh, scattered throughout the area. And those are put into a bucket or a wheelbarrow, mixed really well to come up with a homogenized final sample but that consisted of lots and lots of subsamples. That's mm -hmm. one way to get around the variability issue that's a problem when it comes to soil sampling. And even with that approach, 
you can't eliminate the variability and the uh, the changing populations in soil. So it's kind of the best we can do is lots of subsamples and then also divide your region or ranch or lot into subsamples, sub areas to help address again that variability. So lots of thoughts going, a lot of thought and uh, strategy goes into sampling and uh, we and other people can really advise on a more individual basis, people who have questions about that. But your audience should pay attention to the fact that yes, soil sampling is difficult and challenging. And again, Christy has a lot of insight on the nematology challenge of sampling. Thank you, Steve. Christy, how can soil fumigation help growers who are concerned have issues or have tested positive for those pests and pathogens? So first off, with soil fumigation, it's important from an agronomic standpoint. It definitely provides the control or suppression of broad spectrum soil-borne pests, such as plant parasitic nematodes, weeds, um, various other soil pathogens, such as root rot, uh, phytophthora, and prunus replant disorder. Control of these pests early on can definitely ensure a vigorous start to the seedlings, as well as dormant planted propagated material. When it comes to almond replants, as well as walnut orchard replants, uh, pretreatment control, soil fumigation is the most standard management tool for growers. It definitely helps to reduce the populations of plant parasitic nematodes to a level where serious crop damage will not result. At TriCal, they have been providing support to growers over 50 years um, in regards to fumigation. And what they've seen in working with growers and fumigating fields is basically soils experience rapid seedling establishment, increases early growth, as well as earlier and larger yields, and it increases orchard longevity. When it comes to soil fumigation, it can also help promote a healthier soil for growers' long-term investment. And this is where it helps flourish the root system, where it enhances trunk, shoot, and canopy growth. And this is something that we're definitely monitoring through the multi-year field trials that we're working on now in California to really examine the growth, the stem diameter from a fumigated different treatments compared to an untreated area. And you can really see the vigorous growth from the fumigated area. And the fumigants that we really focus on um, that are out there for growers is, as we all know, Telon is the industry standard for pre-plant nematicide. Trichlor, which is chloral picrin, is the industry standard for fungicide. And the good thing about these two products, which we are we have uh, tons working on a ton of research, is really looking at these products as co-applied as well as standalone. And when you want to really determine the right fumigation prescription for a grower's orchard, you really have to determine the rate and the method is by looking at the crop that you're gonna plant as well as the pathogen pressure. Um, proper soil preparation is very key for the efficacy as well as the effectiveness of the fumigation. And when it comes to growers, any questions that they have in regards to pretreatment fumigation, what type of rate method, if they should do it, they can definitely talk to their local TriCal representative and they're happy to provide that support to them. Wonderful. Steve, any final thoughts? Uh, no, just a, a comment about how uh, I personally really appreciate uh, our farming community and the growers and, and the supporting professionals out there. And again, I, I, to be honest, I'm glad I'm not a grower. It's such a challenging industry. And uh, in California, the West Coast, especially, we have 
really great professionals who are some of the world's best growers. And so uh, I just learned so much, even today, after many years of working with these uh, growers, uh, they teach me a lot about what's happening with crops. Uh, I, I may be the plant pathologist for them, but I learned so much about what they're doing uh, with the crop and how they are able to flex and adapt and learn uh, how to deal with new problems. And so a great amount of respect for what they do and we're pleased to be able to help them when possible. Yeah, uh, agreed. It's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to work with these uh, great people in, in this great industry. Christy, any final thoughts? Um, just going along with what Steve said, he definitely summed it up very well. It's, it's just wonderful to work with these growers. My experience being with TriCal Diagnostics for two years, I am every day when I'm in the field, it's just a great feeling to be able to be out there to be able to help provide support to the growers. But as we conduct these research trials and we can start seeing differences with treatments, it's really important to see that we are trying to provide more management tools and be able to optimize and really look at the performance of fumigation, as well as looking at other management tools as well for growers to utilize. So my, it's, yeah, it's just a great experience. And I told Steve, the one thing I enjoy is being out there and collecting soil and examining <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason Scott, and this is My Ag Life. Thanks for listening. Subscribe for updates on new episodes, exclusive content, and more at myaglife.com.